interrupt this program to bring you a special report. Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 80 of Not A Robot Podcast's DC Comics Review Show. As always, I have my amazing co-host here with me, Rob Soundoff. Knock, knock. Who's there? Hawaii. Oh, God. Hawaii who? I'm good, thanks. How are you doing? Ah, uh, wow. Aren't you just a, a real jokester today? <laughs> oh, I try. <laughs> oh, Christ. Well, it's a good thing. One of our books this week is The Joker, because, yeah. you know, you might have some competition. Anyway, um, <laughs> Josh, sound off. <laughs> Hello, humans. <clears throat> this week, we will be covering uh, Superman, Son of Kal-El, Joker number 12, and Detective Comics. 1052. If that sounds kind of light, it's because, as usual, we will have our spotlight section where we'll be briefly mentioning some other books that we think you should check out this week before we get into our main reviews. <clears throat> and of course, make sure you stick around until the end of each episode to hear our top three books for the week of The Biggest Stinker and to find out which titles might just make the dump list. If you would like to support us further, please visit buymeacoffee.com forward slash NAR podcasts for either a one-time donation or subscription for access to our Discord, as well as other exclusive content available on the network. But with all that out of the way, let's get into some news. Uh, guys, what's, uh, what's new with you this week? What's new in comics? Uh, not a whole lot new yeah. with me. I'm quitting smoking. I didn't get a chance Yay. to. I didn't what? get a chance to watch or read any of the direct stuff, so oh yeah, I am I'm behind on all of the news, uh, comic book, video game, or otherwise. I didn't get to watch the Nintendo Direct, which I was kind of bummed by. I had a class at that time, but um, I did. Thankfully, some of the people in the Discord kind of posted some of the highlights of it, and I did get a chance to look at that. And some of it looks pretty interesting, but I heard about. The quote-unquote new Fire Emblem game that they're putting out. I guess it's called Fire Emblem Warriors. It's apparently going to be much like Dynasty Warriors. I'm just like, oh my god, not Hyrule Warriors again. That game sucked so hard. In my personal opinion, I was I was just not okay. a fan of that style Your of game. Yeah, in my opinion, opinion. you're talking about Age of Calamity. Yeah, I just I just I I did not like that gameplay for a Zelda <laughs> game. It just sucked. Well, I mean, it's just running around hack and slash, and yeah, it's that's just... probably my favorite. You know, I yeah. don't play those kind of games, and I love that one. I love that one. Uh, yeah, I just I'm I much prefer the open world stuff, the quests, the dungeons, all that stuff, and just hacking and slashing. As fun as it can be for about twenty five minutes, just gets grating real fast. So I was like, well, oh, yeah, yeah, that's all. That's see, that's why I have the game is if I'm gonna. <laughs> play a game for if i'm gonna sit down and f play about 20 minutes that's a game i'll grab i'll, I'll well, play i'll play like mario or something I, I i need a little more than that but anyway it, it, it's still a little short because some of the missions could take like 40 minutes to an hour <sighs> wow yeah <laughs> wow oh my god an hour for zelda sometimes wow. sometimes yeah for oh. one mission Jeez. and then the next mission is like two hours but no, it's it's one of those games. Like, where where else? Like, I get what you mean. Sometimes the open world experience is fun, but sometimes you just want to like hit twenty enemies at the same time and watch them all collapse. Like I said, for, really for me, everywhere else, every, every, every yeah, the 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 novelty just wear it off 
real fast or wore that's off fair. real fast. Fair enough. But anyway, that's uh, that's Nintendo Direct. Yeah. Actually, There's... speaking speaking of Nintendo Direct, that that I haven't seen anybody else say it yet, and I haven't seen anyone else comment. I don't know if anybody else would have this opinion, but that Kirby trailer, if you have seen it or if you get to watching it, it it's a very interesting twist on Kirby where he can suck up giant objects and basically hold them in his mouth and use their abilities. He can suck up a car and take the shape of a car and drive oh around the car. Oh, that's <laughs> new. Sweet. That's horrifying. It's, oh my it's interesting. God. It, the trailer is very horrifying because he eats some cute <laughs> little fox-looking creatures as well. And go, oh, they're adorable. Kirby, don't eat them. But they didn't get Oh my it. God. He turns into he, a car? He turns what into the? a freaking car. But... But this is how it ties into comics, because my first thought, it reminded me, and I, I really hope he listens to this, because, dude, I love your work. There's a subreddit called Nelly's Nest, <laughs> and it's this guy that just makes comic strips, but they're really fucked up. <laughs> but oh, he God. has storylines with these characters. He's had this character named Jerry, uh, who just gets up to like this, these crazy things where he will jump up into the air, like full graphic here open his ass as wide as he can and suck a bus into it and turn into a bus what the hell what the fuck (laughs) (laughs) and there was a storyline where he he kept getting bigger and bigger he turned in different things and eventually he turned into the moon he sucked up the moon oh no to give to his wife and then he blew up the earth no, that's that's, that's, that's (laughs) really really fucked but the dude has talent Uh, he's a really good artist and and some honestly funny comic strips. Is it is it like um, one of those like hypergraphic ones? Uh somewhat. Some of them are okay. just they, they hit you right in the feels. They uh, really do. Some some do. Some of them are just really stupid, awkward jokes. <laughs> um oh, there's one about that the Boo saga in Dragon Ball Z I gotta send you guys freaking hunters. Oh, and yeah, I'm looking at it now and there is somebody <laughs> somebody's posted Kirby on the Nelly's Nest subreddit. Yeah, (laughs) I'll have to to check out the the actual Kirby trailer um, later tonight just to see. For sure. Yeah. Uh, So yeah, I just wanted to point that out. Mm. If if you listen, Nelly, you the man. (laughs) We can we get him on our show? Nintendo stole your idea. (laughs) I would love that. He's like a mini celebrity to me. Uh, Oh, that's cool. Oh, Rob, you got to reach out and ask him. Yeah, I think <laughs> I might. Tell him, tell him you want him to come on to the come yeah. on to the podcast and talk about some butthole sucking. Oh Christ! Yeah, <laughs> that'll be good. Oh God, there's there's so much more than that. <laughs> just just with the show is <laughs> missing. <laughs> okay. Um. Apart from that, apart from fucked up comics. <laughs> Uh, Jorge Fornes. I don't know if you guys have heard. He signed an exclusive deal with DC for the next two years. Yes, and I, and I cried. Yeah. I cried tears of sadness because my my dream of seeing Jorge draw a full Daredevil series, not just fill in issues, <laughs> is gone forever. I was Bye. In two years, it could happen. No, because <laughs> he he did fill in issues for for Daredevil for Sidarsky's run, and it was it was like the reincarnation. Of David Mazzucchelli, and I was like, one day, oh, wow. one day, you are going to do Daredevil proper. I need to see it, and I was hoping it would be soon. But now, no. my dream is is but a dream. If he does Batman, it's close enough, right? 
Yeah, but it's like you want to see Daredevil too. Yeah. And he's not going to do any more covers. Anyway, I'm 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 happy for him. That's awesome. <laughs> oh, and DC exclusives always a, always a good thing, especially as an artist. If that's what you want. Yeah. Yeah, is what I want. I want all the good creators to be at DC. Well, not I mean sometimes not exclusively Except for the independent stuff. Yeah, because then because then they don't get to do the badass creator own books, and then and then I cry because then I'm like, oh, but you could be doing so much more anyway. Um, now, good for you, Jorge. That's that's awesome. I don't know why I called you Jorge. We're not friends. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of indies, real quick, have you read a thing called Truth? I have kept seeing it pop up, but I have not. I have not read it. No. I'm wondering if it's worth it. I was just gonna ask what your opinion was, but you don't have one yet. So. No, no. I mean, I'm sure I would. Uh, I'm sure I'll, I'll get to it eventually. I know Image sent us um, the comps for that, and it's that and like um, um, the Scotty Young Jorge Corona book. Um, so the me you love in the dark and a couple others yeah. I have on like a, a list of things I got to get to and then I'll do reviews for those but no I haven't read it but uh, looks interesting okay I'll have to check it out on my own then fine <laughs> yeah you'll have to, you'll have to form your own opinion I guess damn wow all right, so there is big lingering news, I know, because I missed it, and you guys were talking about it in Discord. What is up with the worst name crisis in a very long time? Uh, well, the, the worst name crisis has been officially revealed as uh, our big next project, the big <laughs> next thing for DC, right? You know, Joshua Williamson, Mr. Uh -huh. Mr. Big Shot, big man on campus and DC campus, has been strutting his stuff, doing 15 million series over at DC for the past, you know, year and a half or so and finally after all the you know mini series and hints and um, all the all the build up finally get the the reveal on what our big event is and it is called and i i, I don't even want to say it because it's dumb um <laughs> I, I i don't like the title at all it's it's really stupid so crisis of crises on the I, infinite frontier I mean, that's actually kind of a cool title. This is not nearly as cool, so I'm going to let Rob give you the title because it, it pains me. <laughs> Drum roll, please. No. <laughs> I still think Final Crisis is the worst named crisis because it wasn't the final crisis. At least I it made sense final for that story. I mean, it's not a great title, but at least it made sense. And maybe this one will make yeah. sense for the story. Hopefully. But right now, I just I looked at it and I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. So it is, ladies and gents, children of all ages, if you haven't heard, it is the Dark Crisis. Wow. Bum, bum, bum. Which is dumb, because I feel like we already had that. Yes. I feel like that's what it's Scott called Snyder's entire Dark... run was. Yeah, it's called Dark Knight's Metal. I think that was actually called the Dark Crisis, or it was supposed to be, or whatever. Somewhat, yeah. Yeah, and I, I guess this is going to be title crisis. Yet. It's going to yeah. be metal. But the, but this but this is the real dark crisis, though. That's just a yeah. crisis that is dark. This is a dark crisis. Do you get it? Yeah. Does your mind Again, understand it? Sounds like it? a crisis of crises. I know. <laughs> Literally, imagine telling someone that they're just like, "But I thought this was like the crisis that was dark." He's like, "No, no, no. You misunderstand. That is a crisis that takes place 
in darkness or has darkness, but this is the dark crisis with dark figures. And then they stop. It's, it's, it's the darkness. Right. Of yeah. course. Yeah. Um, uh, a darkness or something that comes from the darkness. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Shut up. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I don't know. We 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 kind of been we've kind of been ripping on the name. I mean, maybe not so much Rob, but we we've kind of been you know honoring on the name just because. Oh yeah. At least personally, I thought it was just kind of dumb. I was like, you could have you could have gone with a million other titles, and it would have worked yeah. so much better. And I know, I mean, Joshua Williamson, don't get mad at me if you're listening, but I know you're a fan of the '90s. You've said so in multiple interviews. You could have had like a fun callback. To the awkward sounding titles of the 90s like a zero year or an underworld unleashed or an armageddon 2001 and done like darkness falls or you know darkness rising which isn't a great title none of those are great titles but at least it's a little more creative than just dark crisis i will admit there are far better titles that could have been chosen yeah like big bad crisis i think that's a great title or the big bad crisis, because if you put a the in front of something, it sounds serious. Right? Yeah. And they could have just called it darkness, but they had to call it the darkness. Yeah. How about DC Universe? Oh shit. <laughs> I would love to, I would love I would love to read. I would love to read that. I would love to walk into a store and pick that book off the stands and it's just DC Universe O oh, like with the weird bleaked out thing. <laughs> yes someone please run with that that'd be amazing yeah. well, new 12 issue series yeah yeah <laughs> changing the course of the dc uh, forever yeah um but anyway uh stupid title aside um it's uh of course written by joshua williamson with uh some really really gorgeous art from daniel simpere who's just been a superstar you see past couple of years honestly but I think has really been, been popping off lately and uh, colors from uh, Alejandro Sanchez, which I think is a, a perfect choice. Oh, and it, it's, uh, yeah. Oh, sorry. And I'm, I'm just reading off the article. It's starting with the dark crisis, zero free comic book day special on May 31st or sorry, the beginning of May. With the, yeah. Yeah. With the, um, Justice League Road to Dark Crisis one shot that I guess is going to kind of show the fallout of the death of Justice League, death of the Justice League story on uh, May 31st. Um, that will be written by Dasha Williamson with uh, Brandon Thomas, <clears throat> um, Chuck Brown, Stephanie William, Stephanie Phillips, um, Philip Kennedy Johnson, uh, Dan Jurgens and Jeremy Adams with art from Clayton Henry, Emmanuel Lupicino, uh, and uh, some other unannounced people. Sounds yeah, good, a lot man. of creatives, a lot of yeah. creatives on there. Yeah, but I'm I'm excited to. I mean, you know, tie-ins I know can kind of be kind of like superfluous and yeah, just like unimportant. Um, but I don't know. I mean, I, I, I kind of like that sometimes some of these lead-ins can give some of the newer voices a chance to, to shine. And it's, it's mm -hmm. definitely exciting to kind of see them just, you know, get to do more in the DCU and, and all that stuff. So, I mean, I, I can't say it'll be great, but I, I, I think sometimes it's kind of nice to see like, oh, wow, you know, they're really getting to expand their, uh, their catalog. So anyway.
Oh, I hope it works out. I hope it's a good event. I hope that the deaths, if, I mean, nobody dies forever in comic books, but I hope that the yeah. deaths are at least important and impactful because if this all turns out to be one big ass long gimmick, I'm going to feel like I just got to the end of a two year X-Men run from 1993. <laughs> and I, I, if I just feeling out the story, I can tell you right now and I could be totally wrong. So if I am feel free to call me a, a stupid idiot, however many months from now, but I get the sense that by the end of this story, the justice league will be back. It's going to be like, oh, surprise. It was only a couple months. I could be wrong. It'd be so stupid. <laughs> like, I, I mean, again, I think Death of the Justice League is, uh, it is what it is. I can't say it's the most original thing, but at the very least, I, I'm, I'm definitely with you. I hope they kind of let it sit for a while, you know, if you're really trying mm-hmm. to shake things up. Um, but I don't know. I, I got the sense, like, by the end of issue seven of Dark Crisis, it'll be like, uh, oh, they're all back. Yay. Uh, yeah, they've done stuff like that before, too. Yeah. Like there was that. There was that. Okay, so now I'm even thinking of. of uh, now, when did Martian Manhunter die? That was Final Crisis, right? Yes, yeah. Oh, okay. That was good, yeah. And Blackest Night, he came back. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, there was that year that the Justice League kind of disappeared. Mm-hmm. And they, they were just gone. So even this has happened before. They weren't dead, mind mm-hmm. you, but we, we were without a Justice League for a full year. And yeah. then they just came back. It's... Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. As much as you do something fresh and new, you're just going to be doing the same stuff over again. Mm-hmm. I do hope that when eventually... The Justice League does come back. They take it in a fresh direction, like they did back then, which featured, which was basically one. I'll admit, one of my favorite Justice League issues, if not my all-time favorite Justice League issue, was Clark Bruce and Diana going through the history and, and trying to figure oh, out who they're going to pick for the new team. Such a great issue. I love that. Yes, issue. I think that's the run where um, Roy joins the Justice League, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I love yeah. that. It's so such much. a great <laughs> Yeah, um, to get red arrow. Yeah, and well, I guess I guess it's a it's a good segue to one of the other points that I, I have written down, which is um, there's a lot of speculation from the um, uh, the cover image that we have of uh, Dark Crisis number one of who potentially the next Justice League is going to be because if you look at it, you know, you see all the legacy heroes that are you know holding up the the dc universe after the justice league is gone and sort of more towards like the the forefront of the image you see kind of like some of the other heroes like nightwing and john and wally and uh and hal and so some people are kind of speculating that this is going to be you know the new justice league that's going to be stepping in to fight the great darkness Mm -hmm. while um the justice league is away so i was going to ask you guys what what do you think um, the Justice League will look like, you know, now that uh, some of the the older uh, generation heroes are, you know, in in limbo for now. Um, do you think it's going to be this team or completely different team, or you know, you think this uh, that's going to kind of set it up, or it's going to be a amalgamation of what we saw here and what we saw in Future State? I think mm-hmm. um, if that's definitely Hal Jordan and that's the one dude that's left 
Um, and Jess, everybody maybe? but one that dies, right? Yeah, it looks like Jess is in that the the way that the shot is positioned. It also kind of looks like Jess is there too. So mm-hmm. maybe they'll have yeah, two lanterns awesome. on the. And maybe they'll have two lanterns on the league like they did during Rebirth. So that could be cool, yeah. right? But Jess is a yellow lantern. Not in this image, she is not anymore. <laughs> yeah, which also, I, yeah, I guess that was um, a good way to to segue to another point that I had noted. Um, DC is terrible at like burying their secrets because <laughs> this basically yeah. just says everything that happened or is currently happening in the Green Lantern run is just going to kind of be swept away and like rebooted yeah. because all of the lanterns are back <laughs> yeah. I, it was it was pretty much assumed anyway because the the issue that comes out next week i believe mm-hmm. i think it's 11 wraps up the battle yeah and then issue 12 which supposedly is the last issue of the run uh, is like the aftermath and where do they go from here so that will probably well, just, just change everything back issue. Just the previous issue, we saw pissed off John talking about how he was going to bring everybody back. Yeah. yeah. All of a sudden, boom, I lose interest. It's just like, they're just terrible at keeping secrets. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I, I guess, yeah, I guess this has kind of been hinted at. So maybe it's not Are that you... much of a secret, but I, I just saw that and I was like, oh, I guess they're all back now. We need the core in a big action scene. Like Even they on that, that same point, in that same image that you're talking about with the candlelight vigil, mm-hmm. and they have the statues of the fallen Justice League behind them, there's eight statues. And the idea was that eight members, I believe it was eight members went in and one comes back. Yes. So if one of them is still alive, why is there a statue for that person too? Why not just a statue for the seven that passed? So mm-hmm. my theory is that eight go in, Seven die in the battle. One comes back, warns everybody, and then dies. Hmm, maybe. I I actually in in my notes I had because the sort of um, solicitation that we were given mentioned Zatanna, and I noticed that Zatanna was the only one who didn't have a statue with the Hall of Justice. So I, oh, I didn't. Yeah. I, I I'd forgotten about the eight thing. So you might be right, but. Um, my initial thought was, oh, it, well, then the person who's coming back is Zatanna because, you know, why would Zatanna not have a statue if she was lost in, you know, whatever limbo the Justice League is going to be? Um, mm-hmm. well, I, I don't know. You know, I guess, I guess we'll see. Maybe it could be, you know, one of them comes back, warns them, the great darkness is coming, like Hulk in Infinity War. Um, but uh, it could be Zatanna too. So we'll, uh, we'll have to find out. Hmm. Um, Wait and see. And yeah. Tune in next week. Oh yeah, but uh, the the last thing I have is just something that Joshua Williams had commented on. I guess on on Twitter. I get all that stuff secondhand from Reddit because Twitter is a horrible place, as I've said many times. But we don't need to go into that. But I guess Josh had look. I did it again. Williams had had described. Um, I got to stop doing that. I like I call these people by their first names. I don't know them. They're not my friends. Like. It just it they just slips be. out. I know, but it just slips out. Like, oh yeah, I was just hanging with them last week. Anyway, uh, Williamson had said that apparently this is not going to be a doom and gloom story. Um, this is going to be a story that celebrates the legacy and generations of both established legacy characters and some of the newer characters. 
that have been popping up in the DCU uh, ever since Future State. So maybe it's not entirely a dark story, even though it is literally called Dark Crisis, um, but it, it seems to be more focused on, you know, celebrating the positivity and the hope and all that good stuff of the DC universe. So that's at least somewhat encouraging, I think. It feels like we're headed to, to, to some kind of divergence within the comic book lines. Either we need them to shuffle off and not necessarily do a bury and disappear for 20 years, but maybe two or three, four, and you let them go over and live in their only, their, in their own, uh, in their own comic books doing their own thing where you don't necessarily have to worry about continuity and all of that shit and just let it flounder or not flounder, but let it go. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's just, I don't know. It's, it's such a tricky beast trying to usher and change like that. Cause sometimes you can have some really great legacy stuff and people really dig it. And then sometimes you just, you have a lot of what they were trying to do over with the, all new, all different Marvel, which had some interesting stuff there, but largely just didn't catch on in the way that I think um, they had kind of wanted it to. And so, you know, within a, a year or two, all the um, older generation heroes were back. And so, I don't know, it's, it's a, like I said, it's, it's a tricky beast. And I feel like there is a way where you can, you can have both, you know, you can have the classic heroes and try and do something the newer heroes and it can just work simultaneously um yeah. but i don't know what that solution is maybe it is moving them to another earth like you said josh or maybe it's um you know starting up a whole new line of books and just kind of targeting that towards the people who want to follow the older characters and having the newer care i don't know there's a method sure it is or sure there is but i i don't know it's just it feels like it's always a tricky thing trying to usher in a lot of new stuff because you're asking people to jump on and then they're like, I don't want to read that and uh, so on and so on. And then, you know, you have people who are just like, I'm not reading anything until I have the character that I know back. And anyway, well, it's, a, it's a okay. whole thing. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a whole thing. I know it's, it's like, uh, I guess you didn't really like them that much anyway. The, the thing is that it's, and you're right, it is tricky, especially if you're doing it in such a, a large degree, but it has been done before, and it was done throughout the 80s and 90s, yeah, specifically with Flash and Green Lantern and Green Arrow, all had new people take over for at least a decade. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and I, I think I think the difference is, um, at least in the 80s and 90s, and you know, I don't want to be rude to any editors who are working currently, um, but I, I think the difference is just commitment. You know, people were really committed to the idea of like, okay, Wally West is the Flash now. Kyle Rayner is Green Lantern. Um, to a lesser extent, Connor Hawk is Green Arrow. Get on board. We're not changing it, right? And so if you, if you ever want to have a laugh, go back to the letters columns of old Green Lantern issues because people are pissed. Um, yeah. They're just like, fuck you. I, want, I can't believe you did this to Hal Jordan. I want him back for like years. They just would not let it go. Um, but you know, eventually people just, I guess, either just gave up or, or, you know, acclimated to it or just stopped reading it. But, you know, they these newer characters were able to find their own readership. So it, it yeah. all worked. I mean, eventually they just realized that Kyle Rayner is the greatest Green Lantern. Ah, um, yes. Exactly. <laughs> April 1st well, already? April Fool's already? Oh, my God. 
<laughs> okay, I'm sure we're not greatest nice. Green Lantern. He's just greatest Lantern yeah. of of all the cores of every color. He's the yeah. greatest Lantern. I, I suppose I can I can acknowledge that at least. If you're saying he's the best out of all of them, then it definitely includes the Greens. That is yeah. a generous. Yeah, right. so I didn't I didn't see Kyle forge his own ring out of will. So I think, <laughs> me think me thinks he's no. still coming up a little bit short in the Green department. I mean, he, he was, I mean, technically, he forged his own white ring, didn't he? Whatever. Ooh. It's not a. It's I mean, not kind, a kind of. Lantern. He didn't. He didn't forge it wrong. out of pure green will energy or whatever the fuck it's yeah. called. So, oh, he forged it out of the everything energy. That's wishy washy energy. That's some space <laughs> Jesus crap. I don't care about that. <laughs> You're right. Kyle Rayner is space Jesus. He is space, space Jesus. Jesus. I mean, basically, he was like no, he's, the, the, he's the only male lantern that yeah. looked good with long hair. Was it, wasn't he like? Wasn't he calling <laughs> yeah. himself like the the life bringer for a little bit or something like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I guess kind of, it's kind of space Jesus. <laughs> Space Jesus. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, but, uh, anyway, that's uh, that's Justice League or Justice League and Dark Crisis. All the Justice League Dark Crisis stuff. Whatever. Um, but, Fun uh, stuff. Yes. Yeah. The first issue kicks off in uh, June 2022, and uh, like Rob said, the FCVD Free Comic Book Day issue comes out May seventh uh, with the Justice League Road to Dark Crisis issue on may 31st so put that in your calendars if you uh want to keep track of that will do definitely that's all i got comic wise uh josh i think you had just one more thing um yeah i just wanted to touch on the joel jones tracing scandal apparently there's an image and um uh, me being me, I don't have the exact specifics, or I did, but I I, I have it from um, memory. It's from uh, X Men, from Pepe Larraz and Jerry Duggan. There we go. Uh, she's been accused of reproducing a figure character in the exact same way, basically tracing um, something from the X Men. Uh, that's the only thing that I've seen. Although apparently rumors are all over the internet that uh, that. It goes back further than that. Yeah, just just I really uh, don't want to believe that. Yeah, just just yeah. to provide a little bit more clarity. Um, sorry, I, that sounded rude, but um, no, no, by all means. <clears throat> um, no, it, it was it was literally it was two, I guess, figures basically that people had kind of noted from that issue of X Men by Gary Duggan and Pepe Raz, Um, the way that uh, Jean Grey and I think it's Sink were drawn looked strikingly similar to a splash that Joel had done of the upcoming trial of the Amazons um, book. And I think the story first broke on like bleeding cool or something. And the internet just mm. ran with it, um, which I mean, first of all, again, I, I have my own thoughts on whether or not it's, you know, exact replica, but first of all, I think the speed mm. at which the story was passed around people were just ready to accept it was a little i don't know there there i don't want to jump if it's if it's bad news if it if it's bad news if it's gossip it's gonna go around like fucking wild yeah well i I was gonna go a little bit further and you know i i don't necessarily like to jump to conclusions too fast but i i I did feel that there might have been a little seed of sexism there where there have been you know countless 
articles or whatever of artists having, you know, copied something or made an explicit reference to something or God, how many articles have we seen of Greg Land, you know, tracing something else. And those are, you know, people are usually upset by those, but I don't think it passed by. The word homage gets tossed around quite a lot. Yeah, I I don't think it passed by nearly as fast as I saw some of the Joel Jones stuff pass around. And and again, I don't want to, you know, speak definitively, but it, it felt a little sexist to me if I was being honest. Um, you where, could be onto something there. where it was just it like, sure as hell did look, go out like wild. Yeah, people were just so ready to just hop on board and like, oh, that's terrible. How could you just copy art like that? It's like, well, I mean, you know, even if it is copied, the just the, the immediate response, just I don't know, something about that just kind of, you know, rang foul with me. But anyway. Mm-hmm. That's the story. I'm with you on that one. Yeah. I just wanted to, to mention it in case anybody out there didn't know about that. But I personally, I love Joelle Jones' work. Um, even when she's drawing weird shit like young Diana. And um, it's 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 real good, man. Uh, she's real good. I, I hope that this isn't... I hope that it's not all tracing and... Um, I, I just don't see how it could be. She's so good at so many different art styles, but you can always see that it's her. So, I don't know. I guess we'll wait and see. If she doesn't do shit after trial of the Amazons, then we'll know. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I, yeah, I definitely don't think she'll get, you know, shit canned for, for tracing. Cause like I said, you know, Greg land gets work every year and the man has been tracing since like 2002. Um, so clearly they don't care, but, um, yeah, it would, it would just, I don't know. I, I, I also enjoy Joel Jones's work and I, I mean, I'm not going to say that, you know, tracing is something that is an acceptable practice. Obviously as an artist, you should try and, you know, execute your own technique or whatever, but, um, I'm certainly not against artists using things as references or, you know, looking towards a certain pose or towards a certain um, expression or anything is kind of like a, uh, uh, like I said, a point of reference or just, you know, a, a citation or something. Um, and I, I don't, I don't think that anyone should be demonized for that. There are countless artists that have used references to, you know, draw directly from. Um, and certainly those artists have been very explicit about it. And in fact, there are a couple of trades I can think of like right offhand where you can look in the back matter and see, Oh yeah, they used, you know, photos as reference or, you know, some other kind of comic artist reference. I mean, uh, Oh yeah. Mr. Miracle with Mitch Garrett's uh, ex machina with, um, um, why am I forgetting his name? Um, something more. Um, It'll come back to me later. Anyway, um, they've, yeah, they've, you know, put in their trade paperbacks or whatever references to the references that they've used to draw a certain expression or pose or whatever. And I, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't see that there's anything necessarily terrible about that. Again, there's a difference between using a reference and tracing. I know that, right? One is just explicitly, you know, drawing over it essentially, but. Again, for for my money, I think it's mostly just a reference thing. The the only really damning thing I could see was the facial expressions. Those looked almost spot on. But again, that could, you know, very well be a reference thing. I just don't know. So I don't think it's fair to just, you know, immediately shut them down and say, oh, obviously tracing. How could you? How dare you go sit in a hole or something? 
<laughs> not and cool, man. Not cool. To the further point, if it means anything at all, this story was broken on a Twitter account, and we all know <laughs> how over the top Twitter can get. Very what? reliable. Oh yeah. Whatever, dude. <laughs> You're telling me the shit that I don't see on Twitter is is isn't accurate. That you. Is that what you're telling me? Man, if it was bullshit, they wouldn't let it on there. Yeah. People lying on the internet? Oh my god. Get out of here. What? No way. No, the internet is an incredibly trustworthy place. Everything you read is true. Everything. Absolutely everything. Um, Tony Harris, that was the artist from uh, Ex Machina. I forgot that, but um, yeah. Stepan Sedgwick. Yeah, oh my god. A perfect example. Oh yeah. Yes. However, who, you say who is name. the artist that I was trying to think of when I was talking about the Black Label Harley book? Yeah, no. And we we landed on Sorrentino. No, it's it was Stepan Sedgwick that yeah. I, was, I was talking about. Um, yeah, is it? I I can't say. Is it Stepan or Stepan? Who cares? I I think I've always pronounced it Stepan. Okay. But I mean, I I've never met him, so he hasn't corrected me. I. I have no idea. Um, but yeah, no, that's that's a, that's a great example of, you know, I mean, it's not, it's certainly not tracing, but the references that are being used of, you know, photos or whatever are very apparent. So, yeah. Not like the people just draw from memory all the time. There are some artists that can do that, but n- no one is that good all the time. No one is perfect, and 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 certainly some artists just can't do that. Some artists just kind of need the reference to understand how to center it. Nothing wrong with that. No, no, not 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 Jimenez. Well, yeah, Jimenez and and a couple others. They're like that's what I mean. They're like they're like savants. They're they just need like no reference can just draw. <laughs> yeah, can just draw anatomy from memory, and I'm like, oh, go fuck yourself. Can't believe it. <laughs> no one, no one yeah, should be really real. Yeah, no. Yeah. Add enough that Jorge is like fucking supermodel, but can also draw really well. It's not fair. No one, no one should be that good at life. No one should be an extremely, you know, fit, athletic person who can also draw some of the best-looking Batman art within the last five years. Right, it's not fair. It's like everybody it's should be average looking. I know. Leave some for the rest of us. Well, I'm just, I'm just saying, if you can, if you can draw really well, you shouldn't look attractive. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> so then you're, then you're already like succeeding, you know, so much more than the rest of us, and I don't like that. <laughs> it's not fair. It's, it's not fair. Leave Being some... approved on your appearances twice. I know. Leave some scraps for the rest of us. Damn. That's just his way of, of having a reference. He doesn't need somebody else. He'll just look at himself in a mirror. And Literally. The man is Superman. But the man looks like Superman. He does. It's yeah. just, it's not fair. But anyway. for, the, for the record, last week when I said I had a man crush on Jimenez, it's because of his artistry, not because of how much Brandon's going on about how good luck. I wouldn't blame you, honestly. In addition, like I said, in addition to being an incredibly talented artist, dude is is a very athletic and and you know conventionally attractive person. It's not fair. I thought comic nerds are supposed to look average. They're supposed to be, you know, <laughs> supermodels. Yeah. Um I think I feel like that's changing. 
shouldn't. I hope so. <laughs> like I said, it shouldn't. Lisa for the rest That's of the feel around. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I I agree. Like uh it's time for change in the world. There's a way we can all get along. We don't all have to look like we're in Revenge of the Nerds. I perpetually look like I'm in Revenge of the Nerds. You don't look like you wear a bow tie. Daily. Well, yeah, maybe not that far. Yeah, yeah. I like, I like easy or something. <laughs> uh, yeah. Sorry. You're not, you're not like constantly going. Actually, yeah. <laughs> oh God. Glavin. <laughs> Glavin. Oh my god! Yes, yeah, I'm not. I'm not fully, <laughs> fully nutty professor. In in Brandon's perfect world, we are all the comic book guy from Simpsons. Yes, that would that would make yeah. me feel so much better. About it. <laughs> so, uh, uh, are you crazy? I'm not buying it for that. Oh price. my god! It's an original copy of the Xena Warrior Princess from 1982. <laughs> I would not part with it for less than five. <laughs> not have your plebeian hands ruin the interiors. That's like my fear. The one day I'm just gonna I'm gonna turn into the comic book guy. I was gonna try and like look at my collection. I'm like, please don't touch that, ever. No, that, it's <laughs> don't happening. put your greasy hands all over my pristine copy of Action Comics number thirty-five. <laughs> don't enter the room without the gloves and the wall. His 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 comic books are all stored in a. Temperature control. <laughs> oh God! Yeah. You have to, you have to put on oh, overcoat, face mask, and gloves when you go yep. in there. Yeah. Uh, and you still can't open up any of the books because nope. they're all pressed and glass. <laughs> oh God! Yeah. Uh, uh, that was that Melhouse or Bart that took the? Maybe I'm thinking of a different cartoon. He had a, a rare comic book and he took it out with tweezers <laughs> and he turned the pages with the tweezers. Oh man! Yeah. I've seen something like that before. People use Q-tips or they'll have like gloves or something and then they'll slide out the issue and just use a Q-tip to lift the pages. It's insane. Like if, if it was like Action Comics number one and it was purchased for like a million dollars, yeah, I could understand that. Yeah. But if no, it's they're like trying to keep it Batman as... number 72. Yeah, it's like... <laughs> I mean, they're keeping it as pristine as possible. Oil yeah. on pages from your fingers. Yeah. Just the pages. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Unless it's a really rare issue, I'm not like a stickler about that. I just, because I, 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 I don't, I don't like putting them in a tomb where I can just never read them. I like actually reading the books. It just, that's more fun. Yeah, right. I mean, that's, Yo, that's I'm, I'm there. Yeah. I just like putting them away to just look at forever is like, what was the fucking point of buying it? I could just get a picture online and do the same thing. Yeah. Uh, speaking of comics, and stuff, <laughs> Bongo comics were actually really good. Bongo, Bongo. Bongo. They, they were so much fun. Uh, I've never read those. It's one of my favorite things about free comic book day. Yeah. It's just the, the free issue of Bongo comics. Yeah. Get your Simpsons story, your Futurama story going. It's, it's, it's like a 
an episode away from the TV. Oh, crap. Wait. Uh, the, um, oh, my God. I guess it's not really comic news, but um, we're talking about it, so who cares? But um, did you guys see they're supposedly bringing Futurama back on uh, Hulu? <sighs> no, I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> so excited. Resurrected for the fourth time. I know. I know. <laughs> Fuck you, Fox. <laughs> I, I found I found a show that recently reminded me of how do I it's it's kind of like um Rick and Morty mixed with Futurama mixed with Family Guy? It's it's called <laughs> it's called Doomlands and it's on oh. it's on Roku streaming. Mm. I, I like it. It's pretty funny. I'll go check that out. Doomlands. Mm. That sounds interesting. Um, speaking of Doomlands, I want to talk about Black Man. Oh my God! Oh Christ! Wait, right, we're you, supposed to be talking about you comics. Actually? Yeah, right. <laughs> before I before I get into Black Man, or yeah, Rob's gonna talk to us about Black Man, right? Or is it just me? It's me. Um, no, yeah, anyway. I've got I've got stuff written if you want to, but go for it. But um. I want to give a quick shout out to Urban Legends this week. It was all magic. It was a lot of fun. It was pretty cool. I enjoyed it. If you haven't gotten a chance to read it, check it out. Seconded. Uh, I've been keeping up with Urban Legends. It still got me on the hook after 12 issues, even though I said I was done after Zdarsky left. But it is is good. Main story with uh, Batman Zatanna. Spectacular. The A story. Spectacular, really. Was. Surprisingly good. But Mark Russell is always good at doing those like surprise hits where you're just uh-huh. like, <laughs> you think it's going to be like, oh, who gives a shit? And then it's like fucking great. So yeah, Urban Legends, check it out. Yep. And then Black, Black Mana, um, I just want to mention on it real quick. And as Rob, you want to give it give a summary. This this seems to be ultimately just a really long, weird, drawn out way for Black Mana to do a face turn and be a good guy. Yeah. And if that isn't the whole point of this entire run, then the point of it is completely lost on me. Um, I wish the finish was much stronger than the issues that led up to it, but the whole thing was so uninteresting. And the the dialogue literally felt stilted and forced throughout <laughs> every single issue. I like Black Mana. The characters were cool. Um, mostly. About half of them were. Um, but ultimately, this was a big, bad fail, man. Yeah. Like, like five out of ten kind of fail. I'm assuming Brandon didn't read it. Did I, I will, I will take it? your word for it. I have not read an issue of this series <laughs> since two. Um, I figured I would just read it when it was done, and and even then, I I kind of don't want to do that. Yeah, it, it's this one can really sit down towards it. the bottom. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It it was a thing. <laughs> it was a thing. It's always great to hear. Yeah, it exists, <laughs> but it. it it existed. It was a book. <laughs> it had pictures. Not necessarily but... good ones. Ooh, so. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. I, I do remember, Brandon, I think you saying, and I think it was about this book, the um 
the minimalist style wasn't really doing it for you. And I, 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 it doesn't even hope. feel minimalist. It feels sidewalk chalk. Yeah. What I it really did not get better. Yeah, what I remember from the first issue was like someone trying to do a um, a JP Leone impression, but just not quite there. Right. And yeah, like having way too much confidence and being even worse than they ever feared. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Again, first date. Off of a cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, the connection to Aquaman, uh, we finally see what it is. It's not what I expected. It's nowhere near. It's it's far smaller than I ever thought it would be. It's it, it's pointless. Go it ahead really and spoil is. it. N- no one's gonna buy this fucking issue. Anyway. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> okay. okay, so so Devil Ray has planted bombs in and around Atlantis and has taken Black Manta to forge a trident of Orge Halcom so he can control something with people or the mineral or something. I was lost on me three issues ago. <laughs> so Black Manta helps build it and then puts in his own tech and gets the drop on Devil Ray and beats him to win the day and also sends a message to Atlantis to say there's explosives around, you should go take care of them. And Arthur, with Merc and the Atlantean Guard, take care of the explosives. And Arthur goes, I received the message, but you'll never guess where it's from. Oh. And I still don't know how much I believe it either. And that's all we freaking got. So he's going to be working with Black Manta now? Who freaking knows? Because the last time we saw Black Manta, Gallus the Goat went off with those other people to save all the people affected by Orich Halcom, and he was just left sitting on a rock, and uh, he deleted his letter to Jackson. So who fucking knows what's happening? Uh, yeah, no, I'm glad I ducked out of this one. Yeah. That was a smart decision. Yeah. Narrowly avoided. Huh? Uh, yeah, and uh, like I said, I'm... Uh, I'm not like waiting to pick this one up. This will be, if I ever read it, it'll be out of boredom or, you know, because I don't have anything else to read. It's in that big white square tray at the beginning of books uh, at the front of Barnes and Noble. Yeah, I'm sure it'll, I'm sure it'll be in the, oh, fuck, that sounds mean. I should, no, I'm not going to say it. I'm not, not going to say it. I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say it because that, that's mean. I'm sure it'll be in the bargain box. Yeah, yeah you knew where I was going. Yeah. yeah, I'm sorry. That that sounds mean, but like, I mean, well, I mean, I kinda, get the whole introduction know. of Devil Ray and all of that, but it's just it did. There was no meat to it. There was nothing that felt important about it. I mean, anything that did feel important was swept under the rug and forgotten about. Exactly. Yeah. The whole thing with that this whole tribe of Atlanteans that went back to Africa and like they're still connected and there's people connected to Atlantis and some minerals doing it, and none of that was even explored. Nope. That was all backstory. Uh, all backstory. And yeah, it could be explored <laughs> in Aquaman, but there's nothing to say that it will. Nope. I'll offer a story of Aquaman and one of his former or Aquaman. Aquaman. Well, I guess uh, he's now one Black of the Manta. Aquaman, right? Is that it seems like that's the kind case? Of, sort of with his it face. Could be the case. Yeah. Sounds but, like he's working uh, with Aquaman, yeah. so maybe he's one of the Aquaman. Yeah. Ish. Yeah. <laughs> 
But yeah, okay. So anyway, <laughs> we were gonna briefly mention that's, Black that's, Manta, like, and then we started talking about. Yeah, his we're shit. gonna briefly <laughs> mention. <laughs> yeah. uh, that girl I, showed up in a book. That girls did show up in a book. Um, yeah. Was it a good book? So did Batman. Uh, uh, well, let's see. Uh, yeah, Batgirls uh, number three is uh, brought to us by uh, Becky Cloonan and Michael W. Conrad, our writing team, with art from Jorge Corona and colors from Yvonne Placencia and Sarah Stern, <clears throat> um, with uh, letters from Becca Carey. Um, it's uh, it's um, it's it's things happening. It's uh, yeah. uh, Tudor is doing his thing, trying to spread his message across Gotham City, or I guess specifically the the hill right now. The Batgirls are on the case, but oh no, Steph is you know seems to be in the snare of Tudor. Oh no, what's she gonna do? And it seems like she's flipping out. So Cat has to you know get her away, and that's a whole thing. And uh, thankfully, they're able to uh, to get back to <clears throat> um, their uh, their place in um, and uh, and Babs can kind of check in on her, and uh, they're looking to uh, hopefully <clears throat> intervene on uh, Tudor's next place. And uh, what better place for Tudor, this uh, art guy, to strike than at an art gallery? So they decide to do some undercover work, and Babs is like, "You two, go ahead. I'm gonna sit in my comfy chair." monitor because i don't feel like getting off my ass and they're like no babs you gotta do it you know bad girls together bad girls forever it's it's bad all the bad girls are nothing like the three musketeers and thankfully they're able to strong armor into going and she flirts with the next boyfriend uh, whatever um anyway the point is they fight tutor tutor somehow is able to control steph again still not really sure how it's not explained and i don't know if it will be um Mind control. Yeah, whatever. Um, and then the Saints are watching, and they're like, "We got to make sure we take the Batgirls off the board because they're a problem." Because we're working for the incel guy in the chair. I literally forgot his name for a second. Seer. Um, and uh, incel guy in the chair. It was like it was like it's just it was so it was so forgettable for a second. I was like that guy in the chair. But I'm not going to say the guy in the chair because that's Ned. Um, anyway, uh, <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so the Batgirls finish fighting Tudor and then they go back to their apartment and then Barbara, uh, gets a booty call from Dick Grayson, but it's not really Dick Grayson. It's Seer. And then Seer's like, you're a loser and I'm going to get you. And that's the end of the issue. Um, yeah, I, uh, I don't know. How did you guys feel? I just want to say that one of your lines in that is just the it's it it's described as uh, tell me you're a, a dick bab stand <laughs> without telling me you're a dick bab stand. You're like, and Barbara flirts with the next boyfriend. Yeah, whatever. Fuck it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> 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 <Right>. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I liked it. It's it it's it was okay. Yeah. But it still feels like it, like it. It's needs to pick a lane. It's, it's yeah. juvenile fine. and gritty at the same time. It's fine. That's that's yeah, my main point. It's fine. Little bit better than than just than a comic book that's just there. Yeah, it's uh, like again, I like the story, parts of it. Could be cool. 
but yeah, they're just their points from like uh whatever. So it's it's fine. It, it gets a seven point five from an 10. atmospheric point of view. Yes, if you zoom out, it's like okay. If you zoom in, you're gonna see some problems. But whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm not sold on the art. I'm gonna be honest with you, I'm having issues with it. I I think it's, yeah, yeah, it's it feels kind of like a serious story, and then you have the the juvenile behavior that comes out of all three of them mm-hmm. at the weirdest of times sometimes, and then you've and, and and then you've got like the 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 juvenile art with the gritty story and the odd behavior, and it it just doesn't mesh well mm-hmm. I, I still dig the art um it just i really love the way he draws the bat girls corona draws the bat girls but um i just i don't know it's something about the tone that i feel like a broken record where i just i'm like either either this book is gonna break or i'm gonna break and i feel like i'm starting to break so i guess my fortitude is not that mm-hmm. great but um, like I don't know this issue is like i can start to feel the weight of it on my back and i'm like i don't i don't think i can up with this anymore He's so happy yeah it's it's crushing yeah. me <laughs> yeah um yeah i i'm on the fence about it still i i was a big advocate of of when steph and cass busted out their batgirls costumes like, okay let's make a fucking book let's have the three of them do this and they did it like now i'm just it's interesting i'm just having a hard time getting into yeah. it i don't know it's Hey, look, if you were like, oh, this is great. I, lo- I love the, you know, kind of like sillier tone and all that stuff. And it's just, you know, Batgirls being Batgirls. All the power to you. I, com- you know, I'm, I congratulate you for enjoying this. Like, I, I wish I could be there. But right now, I'm just, I just, I never feel like I'm there. So. I, I, I've had an issue with Steph's costume since they busted out these costumes too it's not really a batgirl costume it's the spoiler costume with the bat logo on mm. it it's not her batgirl costume Cass got a brand new costume basically yeah but steph's is the same i just yeah let's, if they brought back her old purple batgirl costume and then had the three of them as batgirls and they all had their actual batgirls costumes i feel i may feel a bit better about it yeah. well the, for the funny thing is from the neck down it is you know basically the the batgirl costume it has like kind of a similar design it's just they for some reason don't want to give Steph a cowl i don't know yeah i just wanted to have a hood that's fine but look so Steph and the batgirl spoiler hybrid Cass and the orphan Batgirl costume. Yeah, or just her Batgirl costume. And then the little tweaks. And then and, and then um Oracle in the future state Oracle costume. What's the future state Oracle costume? I don't remember. Go Google it. You don't remember it? It was sick. That's, that's not like the like tracksuit or whatever from Urban Legends, is it? That was kind of lame. No. Future State Oracle. Um, Let's see. Have something about Future State costume revealed. Okay, yeah, no, that that that's dope. I like that. Can you throw it up in in, in Discord so he can see what? Oh yeah, no, I'm I'm looking at it right now on uh, on comicbook.com. Oh. Oh, that's that's not a bad one. I do wish you'd have a like a full cowl though, but because it, it kind of looks like Earth too. Um, 
Oh, I suppose in a way, yeah, I see that. But she still looks cool as hell. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway. I am Batman. All right, that's good enough. Go I Batman? am Batman. No. And I'm not Batman, Batman. but you, want to, you can talk, I am Batman. talk about I am Batman. I'm Batman. Yeah. <laughs> Written by John Ridley, art from Ken. Hey, did you guys know that this John Ridley is the movie John Ridley? Yeah. They, I they, literally just found really? that out last Oh, wow. Week. No, they've been advertising yeah. that since like the start. They were like, every time there's a, you know, a new bat book from Ridley, it's literally written by Academy Award winner John Ridley. And they have the parentheses, 12 Years a Slave, U-Turn, all the other stuff that he did. I I I've, I've I guess I've never noticed that. Oh. I, I didn't realize that. I mean, yeah. I mean, Twelve Years a Slave is a masterpiece. He's getting the new Black Panther movie. He's doing. I he's did doing not Black Panther this. book over at Marvel right now. Is he doing the yeah. movie? I don't know. Yes. But um, yeah, I did. I didn't realize that they were the one in the same. Wow. Yeah. No. Every every time they uh. They put out a, a solicit or something. It's always Academy Award winner. So I was like, "All right, got it. I know. I know. See, I don't. I don't. I don't. <laughs> I, got, I, I don't I, get the I, I, I hate spoilers. Yeah. No. It's just like, uh, all right, cool. Yes, I know he won an Academy Award. Very good. Just like this is a great movie, <laughs> yeah. but I, I, I think I know. I, th- I think yeah. we're good. Yeah. <laughs> um. I am Batman is just uh it's it's really really just Jace being in New York operating as Batman and then the police the mayor recruiting him as a member of the New York City Special Crimes Division um saying that he can either take that or he'll unleash the full hell of New York City on him uh it looks good. It reads good. It will hopefully be a brand new book from what we have seen in I Am Batman so far. Uh, uh, written by John Ridley, art from Ken Lashley, who is great. Colors by Rex Locus and Troy Petiri on lettering. My bad about that one. Um, and then finally, did you happen to notice where Jace pointed out to Brandon that he was wrong and that he's not going anywhere? I never said he was going anywhere. I just said he probably wasn't <laughs> going to become the de facto Batman. They were going to have to decide. Well, he Batman. should be. Um, anyway. All right. So I gave that one a 7.75. There's not a lot that happens. It is a really good issue, but it's the transitional setup issue to him starting his life in New York City. Yeah. Yeah, I I thought it just felt right. It's different. It's a fresh setting, fresh story. It feels so much better than the previous issues. I think this is the right direction. Yeah, it was just a just a solid one. I I you know dug the the last issue quite a bit, and uh, this one was solid. Um, it was never super big on Ken Ken Lashley's art, but I think it was uh, kind of fitting for this story. So. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm interested to see where it goes. It goes on and on and on and on and on and on. Hopefully not too long. Yeah. Like some books. <laughs> yeah. 
Some books went on a bit too long. Some books, you're amazed they're still going. They are still going, yeah. which I guess is a great way to talk about our next book, Justice League Annual 2022.7 forward slash J <laughs> subsection four. three of the um, <laughs> Atlantean manuscript, whatever. Uh, yeah, this is the Justice League <laughs> 2022 Annual number one. Uh, when Josh put this on the list, I had to laugh because I thought this was a joke. <laughs> we had dropped this series like months ago. Why the hell would we be reading this again? Um, but I, I guess we are. So uh, It's mm-hmm. just the transitional thing it's supposed to be setting up. I thought it was a rather important issue. The moment I saw that Omek was going to be in this issue, <laughs> I wanted to not read it. And I when I finished reading it, I wish I hadn't read it. So that's uh, why don't you tell us all about it, Rob? See if our, our audience might have a yeah. different opinion. <laughs> uh, I, I certainly hope so. <laughs> I really hope somebody enjoys this. So, this is from writer Brian Michael Bendis with art by Sanford Green, colors from Matt Herms and Sanford Green, and letters from Josh Reed. So, the Justice League is dealing with a time travel issue from a man known as Epoch. He has appeared at four different locations from four different points in his lifespan, and he's looking for the gold lantern ring. But before he can find it, a much better sounding adventure causes all of him to disappear back to his respective times, leaving Justice League with more questions than answers. And as Brandon mentioned, the original OMAC from, I think, the 70s? Good old Jack Kirby OMAC. Yeah, good old Kirby OMAC, uh, complete with brother eye accessory. Another eye in the sky, as he continually says. Yeah, uh, but he was wasted. This is ridiculous. Horribly. (laughs) He spent most of the book on a bed when he was even around. And um, as I mentioned, there was a much better sounding adventure that kind of made the entire story disappear. That was because Hawkgirl was teleported to the future and went on an adventure with Omak and got new armor and met a different version of Epoch who was all like, no, my, my other four versions are bastards. I need to like, get them back here. You're going to help me. And it just sounded like a badass adventure that we're never going to see. Oh, well. So, yeah. But this is all we'll see it. It'll be three years from now after Bentis is still allowed to do whatever the fuck he wants. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or if somebody picks it up, I hope somebody else is writing it and somebody else just tells that story. I would much rather prefer we treated it like Superman and just said, burn it all. <laughs> None of it matters. Yeah. Yeah. But, but the <laughs> motto of Infinite Frontier and, and Death Metal was everything matters. So that means that this too does matter. Can't have it, you can't have a but. Can't say everything matters, but, you know, the Bendis stuff. Well, yeah, you can. Every time there's a crisis. Uh, wow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you can't be like that. Hey, tell that to DC. Uh, I'm just going off of what I've <laughs> seen. Every five years, it's like, oh, we need to do something different. Mm-hmm. But you're not doing something different. You're doing the same thing. You're just doing it again. Yeah. I don't know. I don't... Are you... Hopefully this time is... Did you, did you finish summarizing this? Are we done? Uh, pretty yeah, much, so. yeah. It, if you hadn't guessed, it leads into Justice League versus Legion of Superheroes. Sorry. Justice League and Legion of Superheroes, there has been no fighting, and I don't think there will be. 
it says versus <laughs> Justice League oatmeal. That's how I want to describe this issue. I gave it a four out of ten. I gave it a no grade because I, I don't want to think about it. Um, so you can consider that as, <laughs> as something terrible. Uh, I have three notes for this book. Number one, Sanford Green is great. I'm sorry it had to be this book, right. but I'm really happy that you're doing stuff at DC. Bitterroot is a great book that you should check out. This art is amazing. Support that. If he does other stuff at, at DC, please let it be with someone else. Yes. Um, don't ever let him use... Don't ever let Bendis use Jack Kirby characters again. He's... I don't even like OMAC that much, but even I felt embarrassed by that. I could, I could feel Kirby spinning in his grave side of this. <laughs> All um, right, he goes, are, are, are you yeah, fucking kidding me? I, my, my weird <laughs> commentary on dystopian futures is being used as a plot device. This is all I ever wanted. Um, and uh, <laughs> right, yeah, yeah whatever. <laughs> um, and my third point is I'm glad we're not reading this book. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you guys know how when you're you're reading a comic and like in in your mind you hear a different voice for each character? Sometimes, yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. For this book, literally, they all sound like an actor from McDonald's. They they all sounded the same except for Wonder Woman mm-hmm. in my head. Every they, character, they sound the exact same. same voice. Well, I just that's what I feel like happens in every single Ben. Yeah, movie. it's a, it's a yeah. every it's single. A, it one. depends on the characters, but sometimes when I read it, just it'll sound like my voice, and I don't I don't even like the sound of my voice. So having to hear it over and over, especially when it's making. I don't even have I don't I don't I don't have a I don't have a word that's like bad enough to describe the banter that was in this. Um so Great. Yeah, I'm just I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna leave it up to you, audience. I'm gonna say take an adjective, any adjective that you can find that's that means like bad, terrible, you know, horrible. Put that in front of banter and then send it to us, and then that'll be the one that I can use officially to describe how I feel about this book. But I can't think of a bad enough one right now. Because um, that's how I felt every time I heard some of the interplay between like Flash and Hot Girl, and oh my god, every time Plastic Man spoke, I wanted to put a gun in my mouth. Um, I know that sounds dramatic, but it was like painful to read. Um, this is I know Plastic Man is supposed Ryan to be Michael annoying, Bendis. but God, please. That that wasn't even annoying. That was that was he just sounded like the other characters. Yeah, it's just... Isn't he writing some creator-owned shit right He's now? He's doing a book called Joy Operations, which critics have not been very kind to. It's actually grown on me a little <sighs> bit. Um, the, fir- the first issue was tough. Um, I was pretty excited for that one because it was him and Stephen Byrne, and it seemed like a cool, fun sci-fi thing. Byrne is cool. Um, I, yeah, I mean, I, I, look, I'll always give someone a, you know, a, a fresh chance on something if they really are passionate about it, so... I was like, yeah, okay, you know, I don't like Justice League, but I can give this a shot, right? Um, the first issue was a little tough. The second one was better. I think the third one's probably been the strongest one so far, and it's only five issues, so we'll see if it has a you know decent ending or if it's uh, mediocre. I'm hoping it doesn't destroy me, um, but that one hasn't been too bad. Um, <laughs> yeah. All right. Anyway. Well, Justice League is going to go back into the recycling. Don't read it. Don't waste your money. Don't 
read it. I might have just been kind to Joy Operation. Don't read it. Don't read it. It's not worth your money. This book is six dollars. <laughs> you can think there's a lot of stuff you can buy for six dollars other than there's six six issues out of the dollar yes. bin that will you be could, better. You could, unrelated, you could find, not even in a you row. You could find six dollar bin issues that are pretty decent or hell might even be good that are better than this. I can tell you that. Even if it's like you, you can spawn or young blood or whatever. You can come to Canada, go to my local Dollarama, and get a full, a solid copy of an Xbox One game for $4 and still have $2 and go to Timmy's get a coffee. <laughs> and not spend your money on at this. Least, I got Titanfall 2, for crying out loud, for $4. You can do so much At least coffee can, like, I don't know, help you wake up or something. <laughs> this, is, right. this doesn't even make me fall asleep. This just makes me want to not live. Anyway, let's go on to Suicide Squad. Um, uh, do we have to? Uh, I mean, seriously. I mean, you can stop me. Stop <laughs> me right now. He uh-oh. started off writing about the kids, and then they were like, oh, you did such a horrible job with that. We should let you do the most popular character in all of comics. Oh, my God. You you, 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 you pulled Are everybody we, in. You, here we go again. Told this, yeah, you told this story that box? makes no oh, sense. This suicide now squad? we're going to have him write the whole team. Are we talking about Yay. Suicide Squad? Suicide Squad? Talking about Brian Michael Oh, I, I was like, <laughs> you talking about Simon Spurrier? No. <laughs> Simon Spurrier is the shit. Yeah, yeah, he is. Uh, he definitely has his moments. Um, and this Sorry. may or may not have been one of them. Uh, I'm, I'm going to quote from the beginning of the book. Difficult to say. Um, I, I don't know. It was, I mean, Aaron Campbell was great. Seeing them together again is, is, is awesome. Um, I think it had a lot of personality, but I don't know. I, mm, it was crazy. It was, yeah, it was, I, I think, I think it's because I'm, we're reading the other Suicide Squad Black Label book right now that I'm kind of just like, I don't really care. Um, so I was kind of like, I love the creative team and all this, but it was just like, I feel like I needed a better hook to get me on board for this than just, I saw the movie and I liked it and Suicide Squad is popular and you remember the team from Hellblazer, right? So yeah, it, it got a seven and a half for me. It was mm-hmm. just kind of there. Uh, I gave it an eight and a half. I loved it. It was crazy. It's uh, it's an amazing creative team, and I really want book two to come out quickly. I, I thought it was a blazing good time. Uh, <laughs> you can quote that on issue That'll two. Be the pull. If you do that in the back, you can quote. <laughs> That'll me. be the pull quote for the trade paperback. <laughs> yeah. A blazing good time. A blazing time. good time. Actually sounds like a, a good, good time. But, yeah. But honestly, I I thought it's it's a dark story with great art. I I loved it. I'm I'm really into it. I I've been wrong when I say things like this before. At least I've been told I've been wrong when I say things like this before. But this is probably what a Suicide Squad book should be compared to the stuff we've gotten more recently. Seems like a more traditional Suicide Squad romp. Rather than mm-hmm. let's go like as much as get Joker is interesting. It's not just going to hunt down one person 
or if let's invade Earth 3, it's we need you to take down this this threat that the heroes can't take down. Let's go oh do God, this. Somebody please blow the fuck up Earth mm-hmm. 3. Just blow uh, it. Uh, no. Send it to the Phantom Zone. Oh, you you need your, your doppelgangers out there somewhere, even if they're uh, not all that interesting on their own. They they exist yeah. in the multiverses all over the place. Yeah, well, you know. It's uh You'll get your you'll get your good story every now and then. You'll get your uh, JLA Earth Two or oh my God, I almost said Forever Evil, and I had to Earth Two, had to, not Earth Three. Bite my tongue. Well, yeah, Earth Earth Two was what they were basically calling Earth Three before Infinite Crisis happened, but they wanted to use the uh, the crime syndicate and the multiverse wasn't a thing or whatever. Anyway, just if you read JLA Earth Two, just go in with the mindset that. Multiverse is not a thing at that point, but they're basically trying to do that. That's a good book that you should check out. Don't check out Crime Syndicate. Also, don't check out Justice League Annual 2020. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or World of Krypton. Yeah. I mean, maybe oh. it could be better. <laughs> Last year would be kind of a disappointment. Uh, so. <sighs> <laughs> Oh boy, well, that that wraps up the spotlight, doesn't it? It does wrap up the spotlight, which means it is time for a commercial break. So we will be right back very soon. Stick around. After these messages, we'll be right back. Now back to our program. We now return you to your regularly mm-hmm. scheduled program. We now return you to the Transformers. Oh shit. Oh, that takes me back. I've been reading a lot recently because I've been following a lot of Transformers threads, mm-hmm. and just how devastating that movie would have been when it came out for children. You get like three full seasons of your oh, favorite God. cartoon characters going around saving the day, and then like the first ten minutes, the leader dies, four other Autobots die in front of you. Like, oh, so I I had never really watched uh, Transformers <laughs> like at all, but I had a friend, my friend Eric, was really into. Um, the Transformers like cartoons and movies and stuff. So one day he's just like, all right, I'm going to show you the movie from 84. No context. We're just going to sit down and watch it. I'm like, oh, okay. Um, <laughs> and it was like, it was bizarre. I think it was bizarre because it, it was so much darker than I might have expected any Transformers thing oh, yeah. to be. Like that scene where Optimus Prime dies. I'm like, what the fuck? This was supposed to be for right? kids. This was the first 10, 20 yeah. minutes. Yeah, <laughs> who ever said Transformers was supposed to be? Familiar? I mean, I had like the toys when I was a it kid. It was adopted. Yeah, it's like I, I had the toys well, when I was yeah, a kid, so I was like, oh, okay, this is you know, like Ninja a... Turtles weren't supposed to be for kids either. See, I didn't know that until years later. The the turtles that I knew were the you know pizza pizza eating ones. Gawabunga. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the the yeah. crappy costume ones that my my grandma had on VHS. <laughs> <laughs> you know you loved it when it came out though. <laughs> go ninja, go ninja, go. I, I'll admit I still love the live action turtles. I, I, I definitely have a soft <laughs> spot for them, but I think that's just because like I didn't like didn't have a lot to watch at my grandma's house. So it was either that, watch the same six episodes of Batman the Animated Series over again, which I would not complain about because they were great. Um or watch whatever Bible cartoons she had. 
Mm. We had to watch those anyway. So it was like <laughs> when when we're not watching those, you're either watching B. Oh no, we had we had BTOS, the first like four episodes of Static Shock, and then um, the the live action uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movies. Uh, Sweet. And, yeah, <laughs> I've, I've probably seen like Pretty Poison. Uh, what is the the man bat one and the one where Joker stinks up Gotham with the um, laughing gas like hundred times because I just watch those on repeat endlessly. Yes, sir. I I had the one. Not the worst. No, I I I, I mean I still love Pretty Poison, but I was just like I I would I guess I would just never get tired of it. You know, just like all right. Want to watch something with Batman? I don't really have a lot of options, so is it? That's fair. I I just had a VHS of uh, an animated Three Stooges cartoon that me and my cousins watched like hundreds of times. I would have killed for some VTOS. <laughs> I was lucky enough to have the full cable package so i had everything and still only watch saturday morning cartoons as you <laughs> yeah. should as you should saturday morning cartoons cartoons before i went to school and cartoons right after i got back home from school uh, yeah that was the way that was the way saturday morning cartoons don't even exist yeah that's anymore. the weird thing is like I, I think my generation is kind of the last ones to have it because they don't really they don't really yeah. air them on saturdays anymore it's just kind of whenever um but like yeah the the i don't i don't even know because i don't I like i don't really keep up with whatever schedules they have on like cartoon network or something but like i can remember the boomerang block being a thing on saturdays consistently and i think that's dead now nobody cares yeah. anymore no nope. yeah i got netflix and yeah Disney. yep watching their rick and morty's and their whatever's I mean, if kids are watching Rick and Morty, <laughs> you would be surprised. There yeah. are there are children out there, young children that are watching yeah. Rick and Morty, and I'm like, what? Yeah. The <laughs> How do I know that? Because there are Halloween costumes for eight year olds of Rick. Is there? <laughs> Yes. Uh, now, 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 how in the hell are are you going to tell me that you're not pointing that shit at children? <laughs> you're pointing at children. <laughs> Well, that's the thing. Like, it's I like, mean, at this point, parents even like monitor what their kids watch anymore. It's probably just like, yeah, if they're busy, gives a shit, right? As long as they're not. Right. You put monitoring software on there so they can't watch anything where people get yeah. shot or have. Yeah, stuff. yeah. And even then, no, no online gambling and can't use. Yeah, credit and card. even then, a kids, go. a kid's gonna figure out <laughs> how to get past it somehow. So. Oh yeah. <sighs> All right. Are you good to go? Yeah. No, we've been oh. going. Oh, are we? Are we, li- are we live? <laughs> we are. I guess live. we should get into some books then. <laughs> uh, start us off for our main reviews. We're going to look at Son of Superman, Son of Kal El, number eight. Rob, take it away. All right. This is from writer Tom Taylor with penciler Chien Tormi, with anchor Raul Fernandez, colorer Frederico Blee, letterer. Dave Sharp and cover artist Dan Mora. 
So John is up against the Kaiju Crab fighting the Gamora Core, and the Gamora Core want to kill it, but John and Jackson are trying to save the creature and take it back to the ocean. The core attack and fly high, making it jump into the air, and when it lands, it causes a tsunami wave heading straight for Metropolis. Jackson does what he can to slow it down, but it's not enough. John dives underneath and gets ahead to send an opposing clap wave back at it, which slows down the tsunami, presenting massive damage. John rescues everyone near the shore, and the Gamora Corps continue their assault, losing another member in the process. They break a part of the shell and go in for a direct attack, but John gets in the way and talks them down, telling them to head back to Metropolis. Bendix gives the okay to do so. Yeah. Bendix gives the okay to do so, and they fly off. And John now pulls a piece of the bedrock up and uses it to push the kaiju back into the water. They meet up with Arthur Curry, and he helps guide the creature back home. John then heads back to his own home, surveys the damage, and heads to the body of the dead core member he caught in the last issue. Another core member comes and berates him on not choosing his city first over the monster, to which John looks up and tearfully says, I'm sorry. Which is the wrong answer. I am sorry, but that is the wrong yeah. answer. You look right at them and say, hey, it was you stupid shit uh, that made this happen. Hey. No? Superman is always going to have compassion for people, even if they make kind of stupid decisions. He's not going to be like, fuck you, this is your fault. Uh, yeah. uh, uh, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be taking the blame. I'd be like, you guys did this. If you want to help, think <laughs> before you act. Sounds like you're the Superman that we all need for this world. Giving, you, giving you the harsh no, shit. <laughs> the harsh reality of the situation. Hey, you did it to yourself, man. I can only do so, a Superman can only do so much. A, a Superman with the heart of Superman, but the arrogance of John. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> arrogance. I would love him. <laughs> fondness for alcohol. Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> uh, no more chain smoking, though. Oh god. Woo, I, woo. I think I prefer chain smoking Superman oh to drunk god. Superman. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, boy. <laughs> so John flies off to find Jay safe and sound, and he agrees to join the truth as long as he can stay hidden behind a secret identity. Meanwhile, President Henry Bendix is holding a show for world leaders to present his core to the world, superpowered people under his control, and available to other countries for a price. The rising has begun. Indeed it has. So, all in all, I, I think it was wonderful seeing John held up to his ideals that he is a very different Superman. And while Clark would get in somebody's face and say, nah, bitch, <laughs> you did this shit. Uh, John is all not about that. And he he's showing even more compassion than his father did, which is quite a thing to see. And it's going to be very interesting to see who can take advantage of that because let's face it, it's going to fucking happen. But fantastic art. I think it's a fun story so far. And next issue, we have the tie-in with Nightwing. So it's yeah, gonna I can't be wait for that. God damn it. This is how you make Superman look like a bad guy. Oh. oh. Just flat out? <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean just flat out. Wrong. I mean, the bad guys say a bunch of shit about him. 
And instead of rebuking it or explaining it or anything, he just says, I'm sorry, which is an admission of guilt, especially when you fly off right after that. I say. Metropolis is going to turn again. <laughs> He's still, uh, still figuring it out, still trying to learn how to shoulder that weight or not shoulder that weight, I guess, if, you, if you're just like, yeah, fuck you. Well, you should have figured it out for yourself. Yeah. Asshole. I'm not saying he said that to Metropolis now. Just the yeah, no, that's what I mean. It's just like, uh, your fault. Whatever. You did Died, shit. whatever. If you would have listened, two of you would still be uh, alive. Yeah, no, that's uh I don't I don't I don't think Superman would be that direct. It's a little it's a little <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> All right. Um is that it, Rob? That that is the book. Ah, I guess I meant to ask you what you gave it. Oh shit! Yeah, sorry. <laughs> uh, so it was eight point two five out of ten for me. It was enjoyable. Right on. I thought it was an interesting way to push John joining the truth. It's cool to see him and Jackson working together so naturally too. I thought that was <clears> done <throat> really well. I can tell the Gamora Corps are going to be around for a while, and I already want someone to eradicate them. But I guess we need bad guys, right? So, um, story's still good. I like, I'm curious how we're going to get a Superman that does double duty as a masked hero without without giving away his identity. So, hopefully that should be fun, too. 8.5 out of 10. Looked damn good. Mm-hmm. Nice, yeah. No, I um, hey, you know, I dug this one, and uh, it's uh, just kind of uh, solid uh, story work through and through. Um, I don't know. I, I didn't really have a lot to say about this one. I, I didn't think it was bad at all. I, I gave it an eight point two five. It just. I, I kind of came away from it. I didn't really have like a lot to say. It was just, it's just kind of good. You know what it felt like? And I'm not saying this to be facetious, but this felt like a damn Superman comic. Yeah. Yeah. You, do you know what yeah. I mean? I mean, this, this felt like Mark Wade writing Superman kind of Superman comic. In 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 today's deal with a new Superman, that's just it. Felt like a real. I don't know a different way to say it. It felt like a Superman comic, and I love that. I love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I don't, I, yeah. I don't know that it's been feeling any different lately. It's just yeah. I don't know something about this this chapter. Like I said, it was bad. Just I don't know. I I didn't I didn't come away from it like oh my god. You know. Holy. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't. Yeah, it's just like oh, yeah, yeah. It's it, it was, good stuff. It was what you what you yes, look for. Yeah, I, I, I actually, you know what? I'm, I'll uh, I'll I'll agree with what you said. It it is like a Superman comic in kind of like a, a general sense. That sounds mean. I don't mean that in a bad way. It's like if you went to your LCS or Comicsology and you picked up an issue of you know Superman whatever, and you were just like, oh, that was pretty good. Superman was great, and I and I dug it. Feels like that. So yeah. Mm-hmm. I said I didn't have a lot to say. Yep. And I ended up saying a lot. I think that always the way. That wasn't a lot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that mm. wasn't a lot at all. All right. Well, um, 
I guess I'll handle Detective next. Uh, written by Mariko Tamaki, drawn by Max Rayner, woo woo, um, colored by Luis Guerrero, Ariana Maher on letters, and the cover is by Irvin Rodriguez, which is so wicked cool. It's Batwoman with well her reflection in a battering anyway, looks amazing. But uh, the story inside the cover, we're continuing to see the story of Arkham Tower Siege. Uh, not a whole lot to go with there because it's the same story that we've been getting for the last four or five issues. Everyone is breaking free, fighting. Dr. Meridian calls Dr. Fro to tell her what's going on because Helena tells her to. Dr. Ware knows about it and fires Dr. Fro, a.k.a. Batwoman. Fro, Frau. So Fro, 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 your boat. go either way. Fro, 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 <laughs> your boat. A.k.a. Uh, Batwoman. <laughs> Oracle Batwoman and the Batgirls pick apart the voicemail that, uh, that uh, Meridian left. Uh, trash a shipment of the numb drug from the tower, and then we end with Helena um, and some of the patients feeling as though something is the off. Fuck? Are you in the Matrix after the or whole something? Rage out and rage back in. All right, I, uh, I like I, ju- I just cycle. looked at your background and like my I went insane. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, psycho pirate can't hold on to the the patients forever. Um, hence the aptly named title. His hold is breaking. So it's just, uh, it's a little more detail. It's like we're getting a little bit, a, a little bit different pieces of the picture with every issue that's coming out. This was annoying the hell out of me. It threw me off for the first few issues, but now I kind of dig it. Little pieces of the extra story. It's it's cool. It's showing us in a different way. And of course, Rainer's art is fantastic. Uh, best art this week by quite a large margin for me. Um, I gave that front part an eight out of ten. I would I would probably feel the same art wise, but I really did love Sanford Green stuff at Justice League. Again, it's just a shame that there was all the other baggage with it. Um, other but that stuff. that would that would be my pick of the week for sure. Um, if uh, if not for Justice League. Um, yeah, it was I was pretty harsh on this book last week, and I mean I, I still still stand by what I said. Like it, it just it was very much a, like who even cares issue. But I think I think this one was better. Um, you know, it uh, it feels like like you said the mystery is is slowly kind of working its its uh, <clears throat> its way out, and and everyone's kind of closing in on it, and we we finally get the sense that. The uh, Bat family and everyone else is starting to understand more of what's actually going on, and you know they're really approaching shutting down Arkham Tower. We're just getting closer to, to you know figuring out everything that's going on and, and the secret. And um, like that, that I don't know something about this issue. It just it kind of worked better, I think, than uh, than last week. So I, I gave it an is, is that even something that's an that's an option at this point? What? Um shutting down the tower i mean the asylum is gone right yeah I, I, just potentially, gone. Yeah. Just sitting there i guess i guess i was just thinking you know because if they find out that it's pretty much all a con they'll realize the people in the tower in the middle of the city where they could easily were 
you know, have some kind of violent outburst or whatever is probably not the safest thing in the world. Anyone who's ever played Arkham City knows what will happen if you let all the villains spill out in the city. Um, so, yeah. yeah. That's, why, that's why I was like, my assumption is they'll move them to Blackgate or some other facility because having a tower in the middle of the city with a bunch of dangerous murderers and criminals is probably not a good idea. I, I could see um, Mayor Nakano giving the tower to, say, Dr. Meridian and really turn this mm-hmm. around. Oh yeah, that's make it better. We got con, but this is still a good idea. I believe in and make this a thing. Even if the healing is all just been a ruse from uh, old psycho pirate. Yeah. Next trick: they hook psycho pirate up to Red Bull. Oh my God, <laughs> that's like a ruse. <laughs> and Nakano forces him yeah. to keep it going at all times. Stays alive. Yeah. Oh. Don't give him too much or he'll fly away. Yeah. <laughs> People give you wings. Those are so weird. Um, but not pirates. <laughs> Y'all yeah, got some numbers yeah, on that one? Yeah. yeah uh, so, I, I give a 7.5. It, it's starting to feel like it's going in circles. Like with what you were saying, Josh, about how we're getting different views with each mm-hmm. issue right now, the same story, but it's it's not much more to go on. So I, I do hope there's more interesting parts of the story later on, but we are getting close to the date or the day that uh, all the shit goes down at the beginning of the story. Yes, so day 24. I can't say there's much more. Yeah, there's five days to go. So who knows? Uh, still, yeah, still great art, though. The art's fantastic, but the story's getting a little slow for me. What about our backup? Uh, what about <laughs> <it>? No. <laughs> Written by Matthew Rosenberg with art from Fernando Blanco, coloring by Jordi Belair and Rob Lee on letters. The boy's out. He's hanging. There, we don't have anything else to call him. He's just yeah. the boy. The boy yeah. is out. He's hanging with Elliot. A young Jason Todd runs into them. Elliot lies and tells Jason that they're killing people for Penguin. Of course, Jason goes home and tells Bruce. Bruce goes after the Penguin. The boy betrays the Penguin, locks him in the room with Batman. The boy runs out just to get his butt kicked by Robin. And then when the cops show up to take him away, he starts muttering about how Robin was older than him, but now he's younger and that means Batman is raising an army of boys and needs to be stopped. <laughs> it's odd. It's simple. And with every new time that it comes out, I'm a little bit more interested in it. This had some nice moody art going on in here too. And um, I, 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 <laughs> I'm getting more into this story, man. I gave this an eight out of 10 too. Eight yeah. out of 10 for the whole book. It's just, it's going good. I'm on the fence about the backups. I just have no idea where the hell is going. Yeah, I, each chapter has some interesting points, but it it feels like a story with no actual story. If that makes sense, it's it's kind of aimless. It's just this kid doing different things, going on adventures throughout Gotham with all the different characters, and it, I just don't know what the point is yet. Uh still enjoyable though. So a seven out of ten. 
the art's interesting, but I just wish I knew what was going on. Who the fuck is this kid? Yeah, I don't yeah. know. Why is he so important? That's what matters yeah. to me. Is Are we seeing the... No, because Batman's already around. Never mind. Hmm. No idea. Yeah, I don't know. It's the origin. It's the origin story of of a villain, possibly. Yeah, yeah. definitely somebody. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm. I think I'm right there with you, Rob. Where I, I was definitely kind of interested in in the story earlier, and uh, I don't know. Now it's just kind of meandering, and it's like just trying to. I don't know. Touch on periods of Gotham history because it can. Um. Like, uh, we had the first Robin appear. We got to have the second Robin appear, even though the boy looks the same age. So it's kind of hard to believe that time has passed at all. Um, unless, you know, in this universe, I assume this is the main universe, but unless in this universe, Batman runs through his Robins mad fast. Cause again, the boy looks like he's aged at best a year. And yet Batman already has another Robin. Um, Whatever. Uh, yeah, it's. Uh, I don't know. It was fine. Like, I, I honestly, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't really think about it too much. It was just. It, this just kind of felt like the first chapter. It was like, oh, whatever. So, I got a seven point five for me. Ew, whatever. Yeah. Seven point five. Fair enough. Okay. Uh. So hey. Uh. Knock Who's knock. There? Is it a Who's joker? there? Joker. Joker who? Joker who? Joker number twelve was brought to us by James James Tynan the Fourth. So this 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 was brought to us by James Tynan the Fourth with pencils by Giuseppe Camancoli with inks from Cam Smith, colors from Eric Prianzo and Romulo Fajardo Jr., and letters from Tom Napolitano, with a very interesting cover from the above artists mentioned. So at the beginning, we see Vengeance jumping out of a plane, just no regard for anyone's luggage. Like, that's just rude. <laughs> like, if I'm going somewhere and I see my bag falling out, I'm just, I'm hunting down this person. What the fuck, man? My Nintendo Switch was in that suitcase. Right. Anyway. No, Breath of the Wild. All my, all my, uh, all my stuff. And that is why we sing to the Cloud uh, Kids. Exactly. How else am I going to beat people all over the world in Mario Kart 8 Deluxe <laughs> and not play Mario Kart 9 ever? <laughs> but anyway, so Vengeance lands with a large Thoom. Uh, in front of a trucker who's very curious what the hell that was, sees her walking out and uh, asks her, what the hell was that? Was that some kind of comet or something? And uh, when she doesn't respond, he then proceeds to ask her out because, you know, that would go over well. And showing shades of Raditz landing in Dragon Ball Z, she grabs that farmer and throws (laughs) him a mile, takes his truck to drive off towards what we assume is where the Joker's being held. And we see Barbara Gordon with, oh, what is her name? I just want to call her something else, but it's uh, Cressida. Cressida. It's, it's Cressida. such a weird name, Cressida, uh, on the plane. Uh, but Cressida has a little bit more knowledge than about Barbara than 
Barbara would like to imagine. And her talent has taken over Julia Pennyworth's plane and is following in pursuit. And then the large man that has been with Cressida this whole time takes Barbara, smothers her mouth, and leaves her unconscious. And they get in touch with James Gordon, who was on the private jet with Harvey Bullock. And they're going over the case and, and draw, um, Jim, I nearly said Joe for some reason. And Jim is going over everything he has and gets up and says, okay, you can come out now. If you're going to do this, I need protection. And out walks Cass in full Batgirl gear. So they team up and get ready to land. And as they, they land, they meet up with Cressida and Jim just plays all his cards. He says, I know everything. I can solve this for you. I can get you the Joker. I know who did A-Day. And if you want that to stay a secret, you'll give me my daughter. So they switch hands. Julia and Barbara goes on the private jet. Italian goes with them. But of course, Cass is on the jet. Nobody else knew that besides Jim and Bullock. So she takes out the Talon, and they're all safe. But Jim is on the field with Cressida and the large man. And Jim reveals the identity of the large man. And since Brandon is not ready yet, I'm not uh, going to spoil it. Because I think I know who it is. But... You gotta see. Who do you think it is? Because I, I'm pretty sure I called it back in like I issue mean, two. I think we all yeah, agree. Yeah, well, just based on the size and like you know the mystery and the connection to a day i think we thought it was bane but you know is it, is it gonna be like a, a crazy unexpected reveal is that I mean, what you want to know you can just you tell you can tell me you want to know okay i mean of all the people listening you might be the only person that hasn't <laughs> read it so. yeah no i just i just didn't have the the time to finish it that's fine that's fine um but yeah it's 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 a twist because it really it really does make you wonder where this fits in with certain other books that i will not name because i will give it away uh so but it was um to quote the reverse flash it was him all along that did a day and it was not the joker it was never a joker plan it was a redacted plan exactly Oops. And on the very last page, we see Joker chained up with a ball gag in his mouth as he watches the chef sharpen a knife, getting ready to carve him up, and they're going to have some funny food for dinner. <laughs> Things don't look so good for Joker on that last page, do they? They really don't, and he looks worried. <laughs> yeah, but you, you, you know what? I totally get them having him ball gagged. Yep. Yeah, shut that guy up right away. Yep, if I was holding Joker in any way, shape, or form, he'd be bald gagged with duct tape wrapped around it. (laughs) I wouldn't have to listen to that. There's no way I would listen to that. (laughs) (laughs) And and if I may, I might jump right into the backup and then we can talk about it as a whole, if that's all right with you. Go for it. All right, so this chapter 12 of Punchline was written by Sam Johns and James Tyner IV with art by Belen Ortega, colors from Alex Grimares, and letters from Becca Carey. Alexis Kay is recording herself in prison, and uh, what's-his-name, her old friend, 
is watching her latest video but bluebird interrupts because he has a sniper pointed out for somebody she reveals everything about his plan just as it reveals that punchline is on her way to her trial out of the prison cell but then leslie calls harper to tell her that kelly has gone missing kelly's no longer around we have no idea where she is so Harper, no, not, not, I keep thinking that was Harper, but it was Cullen, arrives at the courthouse to watch the trial, but he is no longer allowed his phone because no phones are allowed in the courthouse. But as his phone is put in the bag and taken away, Harper texts him just to say that she loves him, to check up on him. So we're oh. getting close. We're getting close to the end of that story. That's going to be interesting to see where they end up with that. I just love seeing Harper in that Bluebird costume, though. Yeah, a lot of fun. the The art's really good on both halves. Uh, I've been kind of slow on the punchline backup, but this one was a bit more progressive in the story and the plot, so I'm more into that. Um, and Joker, we're getting close to the grand poobas, they'd call it the grand finale. So I'm I'm all for that. I've been loving the story when we actually had the story. Uh yeah, it's a major plot movement, and and every other note I had was about that big reveal that I won't go yeah. into. But <laughs> but uh, this this issue actually had for the main story had my favorite art of the week. Uh, so this was a nine out of ten for me. I, I was I really enjoyed nice. this issue. I, I didn't get to read the the backup either, but I did like briefly look at the first page. <laughs> I wanted to ask: is that is this supposed to be like a um, like a TikTok reference? You know, because it, it had like that video frame, and I was like, "Is it is it is it supposed oh, to be I like?" Oh, I think a... you're right. It's got that, that <laughs> stupid friggin' was, song was like, there. Oh, huh. And then I I didn't actually get to read the full thing, but I, I just I saw that. I was like, "Huh, that's funny." Yeah, no, you're you're right. That is TikTok because they got that music playing. Oh God. <laughs> What do they call it in DC though? They've got a name for it. Great uh, question. I don't know. I can't remember. Yik yak or something. It's something like that. They DC has their own spin on names for every social media platform out there, mm-hmm. and they're not that different. No. TikTok. No wait. What? <laughs> I think TikTok would just be a a fresher name than TikTok, but TikTok, TikTok, TikTok. Yeah. No, I really think that's it. But uh, this whole this whole book, um, the art was off in a few frames for me in the in the first part in the Joker. All in all, though, not too shabby. I think we all knew it was um, who it was the first time we saw that guy. It's the only person that makes any sense. Yeah. Considering who's alive and who's dead in this DC universe. And then in the end, um, I thought, I thought that was so fast for punchline. The art is really, really nice. The issue blew by, which I was okay with. I am really hoping that we're about to come to an end with this whole 
punchline on trial stuff so we can get to having a proper bluebird book. That would be nice. Yes, please. That would yeah, be so that cool. That would be really nice. Or at least give her a feature in Urban Legends or something. Yeah. Do something with the character. Pull her into Detective. Yeah, that, would, that would be great. Yeah. is not really interacted with the family all that much since <clears throat> the new 52. Right? Mm-hmm. And if she's working with Leslie, then damn it, she's a part of the family. Exactly. <laughs> well. That, uh, wraps it up for this week. So we'll... Uh... <clears throat> you up to speed on our top three books for this week followed by our biggest stinker so i'm gonna let josh kick it off for us uh for my top three favorite moments number one or excuse me number three went to suicide blaze i'm a huge spurrier fan um i was one of those people that cringed a little bit when tom taylor who i absolutely love started writing a Constantine novel at the same time Spurrier did. That's how much I love Spurrier. Yeah, three is awesome. Um, number two, Son of Kal-El. I thought that was a fantastic book. And my number one goes out to Detective, which also had my favorite moment in it, which was Batman swooping down, saving Chase Meridian in the air. It was just a big old three-quarter panel splash and it was it was absolutely gorgeous nice how about you rob oh okay so mine's a little different number three i had i am batman i really honestly all three of these i just really enjoyed these issues like guilty pleasures i i really think this is a perfect direction for jace fox um then number two i had joker number 12 a lot of fun we're wrapping up the story it's a shame to see it go but uh, all things as they say must come to an end and uh, number one i had suicide squad blaze has just struck me this issue it, the art the storyline is, is classic the the art is fantastic it's interesting I'm, I'm sold on it and that also had my favorite moment but not just one it's really just wholly on the art any decapitation panel in Suicide Squad Blaze, just like, oh God, what am I watching? Oh God, this is <laughs> yeah. But it it struck me so hard, so much. Those panels, it's disgusting, but I couldn't look away. It it was just good. Yeah. As I mean, as good as a decapitation <laughs> can be, as exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, in my corner, I had uh, number three, Batgirls number three. Detective Comics 1052 at number two, and then Superman, Son of Kal-El, number eight. Even if it was, you know, just kind of a not stellar issue, still just pretty good stuff all around. But I think my favorite moments definitely, uh, even if I didn't like the context of it, just the, you know, the double-page splash opening of Justice League with OMAC, it's just really well-drawn. I'd love to see a yeah, yeah, you know what? Yeah, series from, that uh, is... from <clears throat> Sanford Green pretty sick let's get him and dan didio to to throw together an omac three issue that's series a, that's an interesting no. team it's an interesting team i mean if you go omac you have to yeah. go to dio otherwise leave your fingers <laughs> or off. al ewing i don't think anyone knew Jack or Kirby al ewing oh yes ewing. or well uh, 
Might be one other person, but you wouldn't like it. I think you, I think you know who I'm gonna say. <laughs> are you, yeah. Are you, for writer or for, for writer for drawing? Are you about yeah. to say Tom King? Just because of just because of yeah. Mister Miracle and he's, uh, he's talked about being a big fan of Kirby, so. But I, I I think just conceptually, Al Ewing would be a better fit. Al Ewing and Sanford Green would be a great fit for Almat. And they could get the feel of it, but we all know it would probably go to Tom King. <laughs> he can he can do as many side characters as he wants. No, he cannot. <laughs> DC would uh, would beg to differ. They'll keep giving. <laughs> I fucking know. Even though he baffled the fourth, uh, the the new gods movie. Whatever. Well, I guess we'll never get to see what the script actually was. Up. But um, yeah, I, they, I would love to be able to get my yeah. eyes on that. To see, who knows? It could have. It could have been good. So I could dedicate a whole episode. Yeah, could have been something. Oh, that's nasty. Even if it did have my favorite panel, mine is obviously Justice League Annual 2022. It was just a mess. We have identical stinkers, which feels a little yeah. weird to say. <laughs> uh I I will not be making this a uh, round of three. It, my big stinker is actually Black Manta. I enjoyed Justice League Annual just a little bit more because at least there was some kind of substance in a way. It actually had a connection to some other story, and while it's not my ideal way to see Omac, it had Omac. Black Manta didn't really have much. It was dull. The art's kind of dull. At least Justice League Annual had good can I, art. Can, I, can so. we have a new category called Worst Line? Because I'd like to nominate the Worst Line. Yes, absolutely. Was, worst. Again, oh, Plastic yeah. Man, who's just like, just terrible in this book. <laughs> says, and I quote, Wings, as in, you're here to place an order? Yeah. And, I, and, I and then to, on, on the next page, I, I wanted to. I wanted to go. Somebody get this man you know, some I wings. Like I wanted to pull up a, a Professor Farnsworth and leave this planet. Drama <laughs> yeah, that's that was boy. painful to read. Yeah, yeah. Ducktales. <laughs> Fucking right. I was just <laughs> there. So I still. <laughs> I don't know why it works. It just yeah. does. It, but it does, though. It definitely does. Weird way, kind of. With does. that voice, yeah. that's whole new level. <laughs> uh, oh man! Can you hear Batman doing it? I mean, in the Christian Bale yeah. voice. Go uh, girls! I can't. I can hear Will. I can, Talk tales. Woo! Oh, Will Arnett. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That'd be cool. Ducktales are um, buddy from uh, Brave and the Bold <laughs> yeah. and Harley Quinn. Drew Carey show. Lots uh, of ideas. Uh, yeah. Well, I don't have anything to nominate for the dump list that we haven't already put there, so. 
Nope, Justice League is going right back on it. World of Krypton's on there by de facto. And apologies to Matt Damon for not being able to get to your interview. Oh, <laughs> okay, uh, Jimmy Kimmel. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, Brandon, please tell me you know the, the story of Jimmy Kimmel and Matt uh, Damon. Yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. anyway that's our show for tonight folks thanks so much for stopping by we will be back next week talking comics and of course you can visit notarobotpodcasts.com for all of our episodes and our other shows with all sorts of people but with that there's only one way that we say goodbye around here until next time be good to each other and don't be a robot go shut up Thank you.